The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Quirky Dog Podcast, inspired by some of the quirkiest dogs you can ever imagine and the owners who love them. This podcast is brought to you by the quirky couple themselves, Scott and Jess Williams. Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess. Welcome, guys, and happy Wednesday. We have very special guests with us today. They're actually some of our very good friends, and we're excited to introduce you to them and do a little chatting with them. But first, we're going to start with the quirky tip of the day. I got to give a little shout out to Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, too, because we got these cute tumblers, and they have our logo on the back. I mean, come on! The the water was great, but now it's super cold, and Scott's coffee is going to be nice and hot. Okay, so today we have um, Laura and Adrian Centeno. They're here from um, Los Angeles. Adrian and Scott actually used to work together, and Scott will give um, Adrian a lot of credit about how he learned to train dogs early on in his career and everything else. But my tip is, if you're out in Los Angeles or anywhere in L.A. County, um, check out 911 Dog Training. Adrian still does do some pet dog training, and um, that area is very saturated with dog trainers, but... Like, our seal is on Adrian and Laura. They know what they're doing. They've been around for a while. So if you need help out on the West Coast, check out 911 Dog Training. Especially if you've already tried a few dog trainers <laughs> and your dog is still crazy, <laughs> then call Adrian. That's Scott's new thing. Every house he goes to, they're like, you're the fourth or fifth dog trainer we've seen this month. But somehow he makes it work. So yeah. we're all doing the best we can. Welcome, guys. Thanks, yeah, thanks for joining for coming. us. I know you're not. I know you're not big, not big on uh, talking and all that stuff. So it's (laughs) nice to get you here. I I feel like you're another one of these uh, hidden gems that you know, great dog trainer, but kind of operating quiet under the wire. You know, not a lot of publicity, and uh, the people that get all the publicity don't know what they're doing. You know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they, there's a lot of talk, a lot of videos. They don't know how to train dogs. Tell them yeah. a little bit about your history with Adrian, just well, so we um, I, let our listeners and viewers know. I think, uh, Adrian, if I remember correctly, we met, uh, we were over in Compton at a park. and Classy. Uh, with uh, Larry Hansen introduced. She knew both of us. I guess Larry did. And um, you showed up. You didn't say anything. You didn't talk. You acted like you didn't know anything. And <laughs> And if we'd ask you questions, you'd say, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, you know. And um, we started working together. And and it took me a, a few weeks to realize, uh, you know, uh, the depth of knowledge that you had about dog training because you never said anything. You know, you're very quiet. And um, But really, I do credit you for the foundation of my dog training as a dog trainer because I didn't have a clue as to what I was doing when I met you. I had, I had a Malinois. I was doing... I uh, had done some Schutzen and done, um, you know, some foundational French ring stuff. But I tell you, the pet dog business is what really, really opens up my eyes as far as dog training. Because, you know, it's it's pretty easy to train a dog if they, you know, they have this great drive for a toy or something. And you learn, and how, to, properly you learn how to manipulate that toy drive to get what you want. That's But that's only one small aspect of dog training and everything that you got to deal with. So, uh, you know... I remember uh, watching you, you know, work with some pet dogs that they didn't want any food. They don't want a toy. And it's like, you know, and you'd say, there's no magic. That's what you'd always say is no magic, Scott. You just got to work. You just got to work, you know. And uh, there's a lot to be said for that. Sometimes it's just the repetitions and putting in the time. And, and um, but if you haven't, if you don't have a lot of experience, uh, it's easy to second guess yourself if you've, 
you know, you've put in what you think is enough time and the dog isn't responding appropriately. And if you haven't done it for a long time, uh, you don't, you might start second guessing yourself and say, well, maybe I should be doing this differently, you know? And sometimes it's just, some dogs take a lot more time than others. That's the bottom line, you know? Adrian is one of the most humble people out there. Yeah. Um, so Adrian, Very how talkative. Long... <laughs> Scott's talkative on this podcast. I'm going to have more introverted <laughs> guests on. Well, Adrian would come home from work and tell Laura, Scott just talked all day long. That's it. <laughs> I, do, I do have to say before we get... Oh, he does. He talks like that to me too, Adrian. It's the same thing. Just story upon story. Blah, 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 blah. But Adrian's quiet in general. I do want to say, though, I thought one of the funniest things was when Laura would talk about how Scott and Adrian had their own like communication system, like their own language. Yes. Yeah. Like, because they would train pet dogs together, but then they did French ring training together too. And I've had the pleasure of training with Adrian and Scott a few times over the past decade also. And like, there is this like certain level of grunting and like, you know, like they understand what's going on and everybody else is like, oh, I guess that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> well, we, well, we train a lot of dogs it's together. It's been many years, but till this day, Adrian has got like a few training partners, but till this day, I say, hey, no offense, but Adrian, Adrian's best training partner has been Scott. Yeah. I miss Scott till this day. And he's been gone yeah. for over 10 years. Until this day, we miss Scott. Well, don't get I him crying this early in the podcast, Laura. It's a problem that we live in Maine and you guys live in California. Just geographically, yes. it's an issue. <laughs> I think all yeah. I did, I just kept Adrian from losing his temper. That's, a- <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. I want to hear about um, when did you start training dogs professionally, Adrian? Lean in a little. Yeah, get closer so we can... There you go. Okay, you have to sit on the floor right next to Laura because she can't... (laughs) We can't hear you. You got to get right to the speaker. Come on. There you go. Lovey-dovey. There we go. Okay. Oh, good. For me to say uh, I am a professional trainer because, you know, uh, I don't know. It's just hard because I'm... Even though I have a lot of experience, I think I have to learn a lot still, you know? I don't know everything. I have, you know, over 30 years of experience, but I don't know everything. I think I have to keep learning. Well, let me redefine, uh, so, let me redefine professional. How long have you been mm-hmm. making money training dogs? That maybe well, is an easier yeah. way to look at it. <laughs> well, it's easier and not because... Uh, Sometimes he still gives a lot of retraining. <laughs> No, I, I, yes, I understand the question and everything, but uh, I don't believe like because you charge that make you professional. I that's that's for sure. That's true. Like year, two years of they is going to the dog training and they give seminars. Yeah, they charging and they don't know what they're doing. I mean, everybody can do you know do already one, but I think one or two, three years they don't want to make you professional, but they already charging. So that's make them a professional. Yeah, no, I understand. Well, I think experience in this industry, it really raises your professionalism. And the fact that you started training Scott over 15 years ago, and you were in the States before you even met Scott, right? How long were you in the States? Yes. Well, you know, uh, like all you were saying, I started training dogs when I was 12 years old. Yeah. You know, very young. And I started doing, uh, you know, as I was learning, because, uh, Nobody, you know, I didn't knew anything. I didn't knew anything. So I start trying to learn as I, you know, I was going with my dog, uh, what I have at that time, and um, just start going from there. 
then I start getting older, you know, start taking seminars and stuff. So, um, yes, I don't know. It's hard for me to tell you. I'm still doing professional. I mean, I was uh, working already dogs, if we can say professionally, when I was around 20, 20 years old, when I was charging for pet obedience and protection, when I started doing that, that's when I first started going in dog training, obedience and protection. So that was like uh, 60 years ago almost. <laughs> <laughs> And Laura, you've been Laura, you've been on the scene most of that time, then, correct? Like, yes, actually, I was around when he was already charging. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, really? like. I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was carrying the same like now. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I two years of working dogs, and they were paying me, and they were fine. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, yeah. the, reason, the reason I started the business, Adrian, was so that you and I could train our own dogs every day. <laughs> yeah, you know, that was the reason I tra- started the business. Yeah, I remember that. Really yeah. 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 I guess our listeners don't know that, but Scott was and a roofing contractor. Scott. What? Yeah, I had to tell Scott, I had to tell Scott, hey, let's work the client dog first, and then we... <laughs> we can work I'm glad somebody, <laughs> I'm glad somebody was looking out for the priorities back then. Now I got to say, no, we got to work before we play. Right. But right. Scott was a roofing contractor um, when he was kind of getting into dogs and protection and everything else. And then, fortunately, he was able to leave that business completely and do pet dog training. And that's when him and Adrian got together, just so our people know. So coming from Mexico, um, you went to a dog training school there. Is that right? You did some kind of formal, more yeah. formal training we went there? Through a, went through the Mexican Federation. You have to have like a, or take a, a lot of seminars. Group of seminars. A group of seminars. And then, they, you know, they uh, really don't remember. You have to take a test or not. And then you become a, a they give you a certificate like you are the professional dog trainer. Again. They didn't give you one, did they? <laughs> Well, now you can just get those online even. So yours is legit. Even if it was in person, it's legit. Yeah. Okay. And, but before that, he took another seminar with a guy that he used to give like a, I don't know, it was like a 10 month, yeah, like month seminar. Was really long seminar. Yeah, it was really long. And what's really good, I learned a lot from that guy. And, um, you know, we start like, a, I don't know, maybe like 40 guys taking the seminar. Uh, at the end, we only were three or pass. You know, it was really hard. And yeah. I didn't pass with A plus. <laughs> so did you have uh, mo- many dogs throughout the 10 months? Is that how it worked? Or how did... Uh... Yes. Yeah, you're supposed to be working a lot of different dogs. Yeah. Through the you know, seminars. So you start learning more and more. So he trained a lot of our, the dogs in our neighborhood. So that's what we did. Yeah. 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 It was more pleasant to live there then, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to take dogs to, to, to the seminar, um, my friends or neighbors or whatever. So we start training those dogs and then we start learning from them. Yeah, and one of the things to pass was to, one of the requirements to pass is the guy wanted you to get a, a, a brevet or a BH. Okay. He and wanted a fully trained dog. Right. But right. he presented a, how he passed his test. He presented a personal protection dog. Right. And we end up selling a security business so that was his passing test wow nice nice a little bit of a double whammy yeah yeah i want to i want to talk a little bit about culturally because adrian has more knowledge of this and i know you guys work with some decoys and stuff that are still in mexico culturally how do you think that dogs and raising dogs and everything is different there than it is here in the states because adrian and laura are in la obviously but you started in mexico city right 
Yeah. 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 We are from Mexico City and uh, we started over there. And I think now, uh, right now, I think it's really pretty much the same. They treat the dog like uh, like here. You know, they take care of really well the dog sometimes too much, you know. Like oh. it's just they don't want to even put a collar on the dog because the dog doesn't have to have a collar and stuff like that. So they're becoming but Americanized. Yes. Are they no, pushing? No, yes. Are they pushing dogs in strollers in Mexico, or we're not to that point yet? Yes. Oh, really? Yes, they are. Oh, wow. Yes, okay. Wow. So, what about? How about when you guys maybe first came? Let's talk about that then, because now if there's more of a similarity, that's not as interesting to right. me. But when you first came up, um, how were things different from where you came in Mexico training, and then when you got to the states, how people were with dogs? Well, the thing is, yeah, it was totally different. You know, uh, the dog was wasn't like uh, really a part of the family like now it was like a pet and they don't have to be outside all day you know and pretty much nobody pay attention to the dog you don't so, buy them food you just give them the leftovers yeah yeah pretty much it's just whatever it is leftover you give to the dog so really now it changed a lot now i can say it's pretty much like here yeah but I'm, like, we're talking about i don't know uh 35 40 years ago 40 years ago, 40 years ago. Like that, you know? is this when you were keeping yeah, the dog on the roof <laughs> You keep, yes. Yeah. Yes. Most so of the dogs at that time. No, now. Now. Yeah. There's no more uh, right. dogs on the roof. Now, so now you get arrested keeping the dog like on the roof. Normal place for the dog to be yeah. on the roof. So are there less? Yeah. Are there fewer so, strays down there then now, or are there still a lot of strays? No, you still see a lot of strays. Yeah. You still see a lot of them, but now there's a lot of associations actually helping. Yes. Taking care of these dogs. It has become a lot like here. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even worse. Like I said, you know, getting like. I, I remember, Adrian, you were telling me uh, you'd be training a dog or you have a pet dog and uh, you come home and your dad had given the dog away. Yeah. Say yeah that's the reason I started training dogs. <laughs> because, uh, you know, my... Um, he didn't want you to have dad, a dog. He never, he never likes dogs. Right. He never right. liked dogs. And my mom, he was okay, you know. She, she was okay. Really, he was okay. He didn't really care about... He, the dog was there. You know, she was feeding him and everything, but... Uh, my dad, if the dog was barking a lot, was you know chewing something, or being inside the house, so just doing what they're supposed to do. When you come from uh, the school that time, yeah, the dog was gone. <laughs> so then <laughs> you had to train him quicker. To to keep, <laughs> yeah. So what I had to to, to to do to keep the dog in the house, so I had to train. At that time, he didn't know anything. I just started training my dog to behave. So my dog doesn't give it away, you know, right. his friend or neighbor or whatever. So that's the way I started doing dog training. There was and a pretty really serious time. There. there was a pretty serious time crunch there to make that happen then. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so I had to learn, you know, really quick. Yeah. I figured out what I'm going to do to the dog to don't bark, to see, to stay, down to stay, all that stuff. Don't know, piss off right? dad. Yeah. Yes. Either get rid of the dad or get rid of the dog, right? Yeah, exactly. You yeah. should have kept get rid of his dad. You should have kept the dogs at Laura's house. <laughs> Hey, I was raised with no dogs. Oh, yeah. I remember, Adrian, you telling me about the Rottweiler you had, the protection dog, that uh, Laura chased the dog out of the house with a broom. Something. No, with a Barbie doll. Oh, a (laughs) Barbie Laura's tough. She knows how to roll with the hardcore dogs. And I have kind of had to go into that world too, Laura, because, you know, Scott was doing French ring when we met and everything else, and I had a Mal and he had a Mal. And it's a different breed of dogs when you're dealing with these, you know, strong protection dogs than a lot of these pet dogs. I mean, pet dogs aren't always safe, but you got to know what you're doing and you got to keep yourself safe. And 
<laughs> you got to stand up for yourself. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's they, true. It's like uh, you need to be like a mom. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, I, yeah. I act like a mom. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. I've been lucky. I think 99% of the dogs that have come into our house like me. Even police dogs that he has trained. You know, we have had like a few really tough dogs. And I think there's only been like a couple that haven't liked me. But other than, I'd be lucky. They like me. Yeah. For some reason, they like me. Well, we talk about this I, a lot. I'm lucky. Yeah, well, we talk think, about like dog sense. And I think both of you have good dog sense. And it's kind of innate and intuitive. And no matter how many books you read or how long you're doing it, like dog sense overrides everything. And I've seen you with dogs, Laura, and you definitely naturally have that. And maybe after Adrian gets through training, I, they're I happy to, to see you. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's almost it's at night when you're sleeping. Yes. Yeah. yeah, because, you know, I wasn't raised with dogs. Dogs were never my thing, but you know, as as soon as we got married, I had two dogs. So you got to learn quick. I did three and then four. And then, yeah, yeah. yeah, one, <laughs> two, multiplied. and four. Like you know, yeah, they multiply. Now we own a lot of dogs. We own a lot of dogs. We move around a lot of dogs. Right. Um, How many? What so, kind of breeds have you guys had over the years? Just so I'm more aware, what different types of breeds have you owned? Uh, through all my life, I think. I start, you know, like a lot of people in Mexico with uh, pitbulls. People. I own like uh, three pitbulls. Uh, Boxer. Boxer. Um, Siberian Husky. Uh, uh, Giant Snouser. We had a Giant Snouser. Wow, you guys got I, them all. I raised them all of them. I raised them all of them. I never get any, any already adult dog. I adult dog. All from a, from a puppy. French, uh, uh, we had also, uh, what is it? Uh, French Poodle. Do you put a you you put a brevet on the poodle or no? You're slacking a little bit, Adrian. Come on now, all breed all breed SoCal ringers. You got to step it up. Yeah, yeah. We tried to do protection with the Chihuahua, but he didn't want to let go, so we had problem with the out. Yeah, it's too strong. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys What do you guys own for breeds currently, right now? Right now, uh, Laura she's working at a Malinois female. I have a Malinois female. She's a green one, going to ring two. And they have a dog shepherd. And we he going for ring two. Ah, he just started a year my shepherd. Oh, okay. Wow, cool. Way to go, Laura. Yeah. Is this um, is this your first dog personally? Yours? Mine? Yeah. Yes. Can yeah. you believe it? Congratulations. So I went to a, I went to a trial and after I competed and everything, um, you know, I went to say thank you to the judge. And he goes, he's known me probably like I don't know, 10 years, and he goes, Laura, you did pretty good, but when was it? you were really nervous. When was the last time you competed? Because I haven't seen you on the yeah. field. I said, hey, this is my first try. <laughs> <laughs> he, he couldn't believe it. And I'm like, you know, I have had, you know, I still probably remember. So I used to handle it as dogs. dog. So all, cool. the, all the time. You yeah. know, but one thing is to yeah, handle yeah. a dog for training, you know, like on the bungee and stuff like that. That's the easy part. Teaching a dog obedience and behaviors and stuff, it's, it's different. You know, standing right there on the bungee and whistling the dog back, that was nothing. Right. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of rules. There's a lot of rules, too, in French ring. It's a, it's a hard sport for the handler. you got to really understand yes. all the rules. Yeah. I yeah, should... but I'd be lucky. You know, I was a secretary for I don't know how many tries. Yeah, exactly. So. And you saw, Adrian, you saw Adrian and Scott mess up over the years. So, you know, okay, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't <laughs> hold the retrieve <laughs> yes, item here. That's true. Yeah. You know, that's I, true. I think that, uh, I think that um, Jess should handle my dog in a trial because... In training, she is always handling the dog. 
So it's even yes, harder for me than when I'm... Uh, since we brought him up, you guys bred too strong of a dog. He can't put the suit on anymore. We got to, like, hire somebody to come and live and be a decoy for that dog because he's, he's a hardcore biter. Even when you were out, Adrian, he got your knee. He's, he's, yes. he's a tough oh, dog. I know, I remember. Lovely dog. He remembers. We love yeah. him. I know. I felt so bad the first I day. because of that. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you guys doing right now? Um, you're doing some different stuff as far as the dogs that you're training and then selling at, like, a later age, right? Yes, we're doing that. Okay, so what? Yes, tell us uh, a little bit about that. Yeah, we train. We train dogs. Uh, we, well, you know, uh, I don't know. They call it like a green dogs. We work some uh, Labradors uh, for to sell them as a green dog. We try to do some uh, Malinos. We don't have right now any to sell to the police. To, so we do all the training and try to sell them to them. So you guys have those dogs um, longer sport. than like pet dogs. They're longer. They're with you a little longer, like a few months or whatever. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Well, yeah. But usually we start raising. They are with, with us from a puppy and then we raise them. Okay. We raise them and we do all the training. Um, the last, right now, for some reason, we just have Labradors. So Interesting. So if somebody's looking for Labradors, <laughs> Nine one one dog some, training. Yeah, really good, really good dog. But you know, interesting. This is the first time in a lot of years that we only have Labradors. In the past, we always had uh, Malinois yeah. or Yermite Shepherd. Well, it's a lot safer to but have a la- bunch of Labradors in the yeah. yard. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah, we just lost our last Yermite. I mean, we just sold our last Yermite Shepherd like what, like six months, eight months ago, and we just been working Labradors. So, we didn't plan it. It just happened. I think that yeah. now at your age, Adrian, Labrador is probably better. Scott can barely Scott can barely handle a multi poo, so don't let him make you feel bad. <laughs> uh, for me, it's just just a Labradoodle. That's it, Labradoodle. <laughs> Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit because you guys have two girls also, right? I haven't met three. your daughter. Three. three. You have three. Okay. We have so, three. So you have three girls. So they were around during all of this. And something that I'm fascinated with, and I kind of want our listeners and viewers to understand is raising the kids with the dogs. And even when the girls were growing up, I think you still had like working dogs in the house, right? I mean, yes. yeah. Yes. So talk yes. to us a little bit about that. I mean, I know that they're all adults now and everything else, but just the process of, you know, uh, we have all these dogs that are bred to maybe go and be police dogs, but now we also have little kids running around. What does that look like? Uh, we well, need to be really careful. <laughs> well, yeah. you don't have the Malinois loose in the house, right? They're not running around yeah. in the house. Yes, yeah. we, we have. I know that we one of your daughters them. was wearing the, the bite suit when I was there. One of the girls hey, was... Yeah, well, actually, yes. Um, we always had dogs. And like I said, we have always dogs from, from our puppies. And we raised them. So they always with my daughters. And actually, my daughters, at some point, they put the suit for me. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> and they helped me to work dogs. Yeah. Yes, to train dogs. So they're pretty savvy. Yeah. Yes. They learn. Do they still but like generally. dogs now, and do they have their own dogs within uh, no. their families? <laughs> well, they help us every day, you they, know. They, they help dog. us, but it's nothing like they wanted to do. It's yeah, work, yeah. Else. Yeah, our kids are but totally burnt out on dogs, too. They're like, plenty of dogs back in the past. We're good. Yes. We don't need Yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I bought like that. Yeah. I got a. And one of them actually does really nice obedience, and oh. she doesn't even try that hard. Oh yeah, yeah. That's nice. Yeah. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say I got a little little bite suit for a kid from uh, Rodney Spicer years ago, and I put right, it on yeah. my son uh, Alex when he was about ten or eleven. So I got him out doing some bite work, and the suit was too thin. 
So the dog, uh-huh. the dog bites his leg, and he's like, tell him out, tell him out, tell him out. And after a few bites, he was not excited about doing bite work anymore, because you know, the yes. suit was just too it thin for cute, him. It was cute, a little custom-made suit. We gave it to, who did we give it to? A Schitzen helper or somebody yeah. around here for his son. I, I have a question just for Adrian, just for my curiosity more so than anything. What do you enjoy most about dogs now? Like, do you like going to the ring field and just training your own dog? Or what, what's uh, your no. favorite part of dogs? I don't like to, yeah, I don't like to go to the ring. I, I hate to compete my dog. <laughs> yeah. I get really, really nervous. As Scott knows that. Yeah. I hate. I like to train. I like to race uh, puppies. I, I, I love it. Yeah. I enjoy really the time teaching them to do everything. I, that's that's what I really enjoy. So no matter Going the breed, you just like raising them. <clears throat> but I have to do it, you know? Yeah. I have to, to, to try. Well, now but you can I, have Laura you know, do all of the competing. You just <laughs> hand the dog off. No, she doesn't want to do mine, but uh, it's all good. But yeah. that's what I really enjoy to train dogs well, but you from, know what? From, from, from a puppy. Yeah. Really. Well, but you know, some stuff that people don't know is that I handle a lot of dogs for agents to work during the week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. So, don't you worry. I know. I got your like, back, like girl. You. Yeah, you're the same like <laughs> you. Know, but, you know, this is something we don't know. You know, people bring their dog. I handle. He works them. Yeah. So we do a lot of that. And, you know, for personal protection or for sport, whatever. So it's like thinking about going on, going to a trial is really hard. Because if I were to go to a trial with these dogs, we have like seven dogs that I would yeah. need to trial. Yeah. Right. No, I know. It. It's And now he wants me to do ATT obedience. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we have we have some dogs like uh, we train them. Uh, there are no us belong to somebody else, but uh, they send the dog to train with us to put some titles, and then we can send them back. Oh yeah, so for, she had to help me. For, she had to handle yeah. them. Protection uh, or ATC? She has to put the suit, but she had to handle them. So for protection, well, you, know, you know that he's not shy about like Laura getting the suit. So, yeah. I've done that, but it's not my thing. Yeah. You know, you really, she, yeah, she has put it. I did that the yeah, last time in the blinds for Cousteau, and I almost passed out because he used to bite me like, oh, yeah. you're my mommy. It's yeah. different. And then we were frustrating him, and he came in and bit like he bites the rest of the country. And I was like, all right, I'm all done with that. All set. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's talk funny stories. Laura, do you have any good stories from Scott and Adrian back in the day? Uh, be careful. <laughs> We should have cleared the stories. <laughs> no, I think she doesn't. Well, you know, maybe, but, you know, it's hard to think of one right now. But, you know, it's like seeing these guys train. You know, I remember back oh, in the day, like. That wasn't funny. It was good. No, it, it was nice. But, you know, I, I, remember, <laughs> yeah. I remember them, like, you know, at the beginning, it was really hard for them. Because uh, Adrian was not Scott's type of decoy. And yeah. the other way around. So he was really. What is it? What are you talking about? He wasn't my type of decoy. Scott doesn't know what he likes. You, I was happy if anybody put the suit on. No, but I remember, yeah. you know, like when you guys actually started training, you were happy about how they helped. But you, you know, you were developing your own style of training, and it wasn't necessarily what you were looking for, and he wasn't exactly. But I remember that it was really interesting to see how the two of you started growing. Yeah. And. He became what you wanted, and you became what he wanted. And the two of you just, like, clashed and started training together. And it was so interesting to see you train because you guys sometimes wouldn't even talk. It was like, that's the way they look at each other. 
Well, I, I, I think I know, I mean, we did get along I, well. I, yeah, we have we have really good. Uh, yeah, and I, I think that was a lot of fun. And, and I think tries, I uh, think I'm the only person that Adrian that that likes Adrian. Really, I think that's <laughs> I love, yes. Besides that, I love Adrian. Now you stop it. Be yeah. nice to Adrian. All right, Scott always talks yeah, no, about no, the Pomeranian no. story, so let's talk about the Pomeranian oh. story before we close. I can barely hear you. You can't hear me. I'm the loudest person in the country. No, I just want to say when we had the. The one story I'll never forget is the Pomeranian that um, escaped out, yes, out of the yard. Was... And we had two gates so that just to make sure the dog can't get out. And we came in. I, I left the one gate open. Whatever Shock, happened. Shocking. The dog gets out of the one gate into the dog yard. And I go and look. And he's not there. Like immediately he went out the second gate. And I, I mean, I must have been just 10 seconds behind the dog. And I look outside. Mm-hmm. There's no dog. So I figure yeah. he must be in the bushes around the house. There's no way he could have run away that quick. The dog was like already two blocks away. And <laughs> yes. we get in the car in the van and start driving up and down the street looking for this little two-pound Pomeranian. And he comes darting out of a yard. And he's in front of the van running down the street. And we're chasing him in this big van. And I was just, I mean, it was so stressful. And we, fortunately, we, we were able to get him. And nothing happened to the dog, thankfully. But I'll never forget that, and um, it's very rare. And I, in fact, that's probably the only dog that ever got loose. In you know, yes. we, we had hundreds. Funny. It, was hun- really... oh, it was very stressful. But it's talking, funny, it's funny but talking, now. Talk, hearing, you know how Scott tells all the stories. He's like, we're driving behind the dog like it's a cartoon, you know, and it's funny. Well, I remember I was running. You were in the, in the band, I was running yeah. <laughs> behind the dog, but the dog was so fast. They are. Those little, they're so fast, those little, they're so fast. I couldn't legs. believe how they fast they go he was. so quickly. Oh, yes, they I, I, yes, that's the first time I saw a dog running that fast down the street. Like, I, wow. I know. Really <laughs> I mean, this reminds me. He's really trying to go like that, right? No, oh, yes. Yeah. When I had. Yeah, but the thing is, the dog was safe and everything is fine. Yeah, well, my daughter's yeah, Pomeranian. Really... We took her. I don't know if you were there or not, but I, I was having trouble with the recall with my daughter's Pomeranian. And, and the dog was maybe mm-hmm. just a year old. So I took her to the training, the field over by the community center. And I decided I'm going to put a piece of dental floss on the dog because the big long line is too heavy, you know? So I put Mm -hmm. the dental floss on and I call her and I pull and the dental floss just snaps right away. And she just takes off running across the the field. Yeah, yeah. And again, we got got her back too, but they're faster than you'd think. You're like, oh, it's little. I can catch it. No, faster than Jack Russell. Fast, 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 fast. It'd be better to send a a Labrador to retrieve. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with a with a soft a soft yeah. mouth a soft yeah. mouth though. All yeah. right, you guys, thank you so much. This was fun. This was more old home week for us. But we want to talk about some of the you know differences. And Scott always says this that there are some amazing trainers out there that aren't going to pop up first on Google and everything else. And it it doesn't our social media presence and everything that you have as a dog trainer is just one part of the package. Experience and you know being able to relate to a dog and a human. And you've always done that so well. So we really appreciate having you on. And Laura, thank you for coming on too to make sure that he'd be here. <laughs> And yeah, yeah, I had to force him. He's like, I don't know. You were chatty. You were good, Adrian. I will tell you that I still, uh, I mean, I'm still learning from the dogs, just like you said. You know, I mean, I think it was just a few weeks ago, you know, a dog did something. We've never seen that before. I'm like, I can't believe it. I thought I've seen everything at this point. No, there's something Mm -hmm. new coming up all the time. And the more people say they know, then maybe more you should stay away. So humility is good in this industry. And the people people are crazier all the time, too. You know? Yeah, some people like say, I know everything and I'm the best. So it's a lot of people like that. But uh, no, you never stop learning. You know, it's always something to learn. 
Yeah. Every time I have a chance to go to a seminar, I go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe you want to see a lot of the same, but it's something you can learn. You want to learn a lot of stuff. You want to learn a lot of stuff bad, but also, yes, one good, I'm going to take that one yeah. and, you know, use it. And the rest, I don't want to do it. But I, I, every time I have a chance to go to a seminar, I just go. Okay, let me tell you guys, we went to a seminar last year, an obedience seminar uh, of the Mexican champion. You know, it was a, a very basic, very basic seminar. But Adrian goes like, you know, this guy is really great, and I want to see how he does it. So we stayed there for two full days. Nothing new. We yeah. just watch and, you know, like we didn't say anything. We just watch and hear, watch and hear. Almost at the end of the second day, Adrian looked at me, and he goes, got it. And he goes, what? Did you hear that, Laura? And I say, yes. He goes, okay, it was worth it coming for three days, making the drive, spending all that money. He just said, he just clicked what I wanted to learn. He just said it. Yeah, we can go home happy now. Yeah. It's a so, good thing. It's a good thing. He had to tell you because he would have forgotten by the time he got home. Yeah, yes, yes. 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 Most of the time, remember what I told you? Oh yeah. Okay. Now I go. That's that's why oh, we okay. spent all that money. No, it's true. And sometimes it's just one gem, and all those gems make the whole difference. Yeah. We miss you guys so much. Um, if you we'll ever you come too. out here, where there's too. rooms for you and the dogs and the girls and whatever, and we'll come to Thank California you. once Thank we you. can get somebody to watch that damn puppy you sold us. Custos are 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 well, albatross. You don't want him. You can send him to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. we love him. We love him. I just can't fly him as an ESA anymore. So I gotta figure out who can watch him before we visit. Yeah, but, he's too big. You gotta charter a plane just for him. <laughs> He's like 80 yeah. pounds. But we miss you guys, and uh, it's so good to we see you. Guys. And uh, thank you love so you. much for coming on. We love thank you, you too. Take care, guys. Bye. All right. Um, Bye. That's okay. Oh, we're doing it again. All right. We will see you guys next Wednesday. And in the meantime, keep it quirky. <laughs> The views and opinions expressed by the host, Does your dog or lack callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Are the Studio looking? 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.